T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Our lead story today on Sabres Live is start time changes to three different Sabres games in this upcoming 82-game season. Please note the following. No, I'm just kidding. But there are three changes that are going to give you a little bit more ramp-up time to the game. There'll be three more 7.30 starts instead of 7 p.m. games. Marty Baron, as we welcome you in on a Thursday, garbage day. So we'll be talking the Leafs a little later on um, in our teams of the day. Did you like that? I almost missed garbage day because of you, Duffer, yesterday. <laughs> when you kept saying that Shayna was going to be on, well, yesterday you said tomorrow. So I'm thinking, oh, we're Thursday because uh-huh. Shayna's on on Friday. And then I got home and I was like, oh, we missed garbage day because garbage day is Thursday morning. Just to mm-hmm. realize that we both were a day, a day um, later in, uh, in the week and needed to take a step back. So I did not miss garbage day. And uh, it just falls right on... Uh, you said it. I didn't say it. You want to say the Leafs are garbage, so uh, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, no, let, no. I'll leave it to that. <laughs> do you or do you not in the fall put bags of leaves out with your garbage? I do not. I and blow them in the, the woods. Tie-in. I blow them in the woods. <laughs> yeah, that is a thing here. That yeah, the blowers are big around here and put them out in big piles but whatever um, i still remember the, the the commercial years ago and i don't remember what equipment company we did that but the french canadian montreal canadians goalie that's like die leave die i hate you leaves matt sundin and he's on a lawnmower and he's rolling over piles of leaves on the front yard because he hates <laughs> the leaves so much so oh i may gosh. recreate that we should ask some of our creative people to put me mm-hmm. in gear on the lawnmower and just in the fall, just mm. go over a bunch of leaves and blow them all off. Absolutely. And Tampa is also in the mix today for teams of the day as we'll yes. hit the lightning and the leaves a little later on as we proceed here. Um, Matt Ellis's birthday. Why don't yes. we get a, Why don't we hit a, a little happy birthday early here to Buffalo assistant coach of two plus years and former Sabre himself, Matt Ellis, who turns 42. On balloons, this- there they come on MSG right now. Yes, Matt Ellis, who, uh, listen, I, I mean, when you knew Matt Ellis as a player and then you'd realize that he would go to the gym you know, and work out in the off season. And then he'd come back home and have a second workout session in his garage that would set up like a gym. 
And everybody that lived in his neighborhood would walk by and just have a good, like, leisurely day, come back from the golf course with the, you know, clubs on the back, and you're walking back into your house, and you look over, and and Ellie's having a second workout session, and he's running in the front yard, and he's doing parachutes and all of that stuff. You're like, well, this guy is pretty committed. Well, that is no secret why he's uh, in the game still first mm-hmm. as a player development now as an assistant coach, because he's extremely committed. He's the first one there last one to leave watches tons of videos, always want to find a way to get better, to, to have the players better works on skills, goes on the ice with his kids because they play for the junior Sabres. It's nonstop with Maddie Ellis and, and he loves it. So happy birthday to uh, the guy that, uh, you know, could probably beat all the players in fitness testing still today. Oh, come on now. Not all nah, of them. Not, nah, of nah, them. Nah, nah. Not all of them. Some of them. I'm sure you could beat some of them. Really? Oh, yes. For sure you could beat some Come of them. Come on. Every single player. We joke about this no, no, no. all the time. Every some single player announces, I'm in the best shape of my career. <laughs> Matt come Ellis on his birthday <laughs> announcing he's in the best shape of his career. <laughs> Look into a great season. <laughs> I will say this, Matt Ellis, see the, the, the crappy thing about the information overload um, and access to information world that we live in now is you can't really do spontaneous trivia because everybody's going to cheat, right? They're going to look yeah. up the answer and provide it. Nothing's off the top of their head, except for you. When I uh, quizzed you <laughs> early on off, off air, hey, how many goals does Matt Ellis have as a saber? And you said 17. Well, he actually had 18. So that yeah. was an elite guess by you. So the, the the game would have been, how well do you know Matt Ellis? And we could have gone in a million different directions. We could have said, what's his favorite Canadian rock band? And aside from all of them, we'd land on a couple of specific ones. You know, like Matt is amazing. Like there's just so many little subtle things that you enjoy about being around him. And he actually yeah. deserves his own little trivia segment. So Yeah, so I figured Matt Ellis, what, like six or seven years with the Sabres at two to three goal a year. So that's what I got, like 17. I don't know why. I probably should have guessed 18. Six years at three goals on average, 18. Boom, there you go. And I, I went minus one. So I didn't want to go over Price is Right rules. Yeah, and rest in peace, Bob Barker. Yes. And, uh for Matt, it was uh, 286 games played as a Buffalo Sabre. We have breaking news. The Seattle oh, yeah. Kraken have signed Devin Shore to a one-year, two-way deal at 775000 This is August 31st, AAV. people. That's what breaking news are. This is not the wrong Benoit. This is a sure thing that the Seattle Kraken is posting about at this point in time. And it does lead us down that path of when will the other bigger names get signed you and you know we talked still, about there's still RFAs, a few RFAs, right? yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean zegris is going to keep headlining this thing but uh it'll be it'll be curious to see um how it all goes down now um, i did not look at the national tv schedule but i oh, wonder yes. if espn and tnt are waiting for later, second half of the year, to put Anaheim on on TV, knowing they're that they're going to flex Anaheim. In they're the going to flex the Anaheim the Ducks if Trevor Zegers is not. <laughs> they're going to flex Labushkin and Zegers on the Ducks, and they're just going to they're going to open. It'll be Anaheim Tampa, obviously, and it'll be the Labushkin game. Yes, is six five goal shorthanded in overtime to win it, and maybe he'll be. I don't know. What do you think Bush's upside is with the Ducks? Uh, can, he get, can he get to five goals this year? He could maybe get to 
five. Um, I would think that's if they want to share the puck and pass it to the point for the big boom. Or well, it all depends whether they get uh, what's his name signed, uh, Drysdale. That, yeah, Jimmy <laughs> Drysdale. Like maybe Bush is going to pick up Drysdale. But listen, what have we talked about the Ducks the last few years? They always start good and then they, they fade do. away. Well, they they start decent and yeah. then they fade away. Like remember, like how we say John Gibson. I don't say it. People say it, John Gibson's having a good start to the season, but at some point the loss come coming back and then he drops, right? So obviously the um the ducks, like if you're a national rights holder, you want to put him on TV maybe early. So you create a buzz with Trevor Zegris, but he's not mm-hmm. there, so you push it to late, but they're gonna be out of the running. Well, but you don't know that. I mean, like, do you not I'm think projecting that, the... that? Okay, so the polls, the early polls are indicating that. Anaheim is unlikely to make the playoffs, according to our um, political insider, Marty Baron. Yes. Uh, what do you... Okay, so you have Ryan Strom. You have, a, you know, a second year of Mason McTavish. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Radko Gudis, Ilya Labushkin, Robert Hag. Hag's going to come up later in the show, I promise. Um, you got Alex Kalorn. They... Alex Kalorn was the big one. How did I miss that? What what yeah. happened there? Yeah. You okay. Still so have Kalorn's Henrique there. and Silverberg. Well, they haven't yeah. wanted Henrik for two years, but yes, they still have him. Well, and he's had really, you know, ever since he's he had got a waved, pretty decent year last year. Ever when since you look he got at... waved a couple of years ago, he actually got closer to his form. There's no question. 19 about that. and 22 goals for Adam Henrik the last two ga- years. And he's only played an average of 60 games a year. So it's pretty good. And they have Zach Cassian now and oh Scott Harrington on professional tryouts. I'm sorry. Did you say, oh boy? Yeah, I did. <laughs> but it's so Anaheim, right? It's the whole, and this has been the thing ever since Zegers came in. Do the Ducks need more toughness to protect Trevor Zegers? And it all started being talked about when Nick Delorier moved on. Yep. And Delorier went to Minnesota and then he went to Philadelphia. And it's just like. But Delorier is more than just 20... muscles. He is can he? actually. Well, yeah, he can skate. He can forecheck. Sure he, he can, can hit. He can... But no, but I'm saying like I see Nick Delorier as a guy that. You bring in and actually has a role like Zach Cassian. Come on. Like the guy has, he's he's not lost one step. He's lost like 17 steps and he wasn't really a stepping guy to start with. Well, I'm not going to sit here and debate the merits of Cassian versus Delorier, but like Nick scores five goals a year. So I don't know really what more he is than toughness. Like I, I, I guess that's, that's his big like selling point. Yeah. But so I'll take, I'll take a Nick Delorier and actually know that when he gets on the ice, it's not a waste of time, but and it's 2023, not, right? Like, are we really I, I get to that. Do this it's getting anymore? to the end of it? Yes. I think I'm seeing Nick Delorier and probably in his height and yeah. his, his, his glory days. And don't but get me I wrong. Think, I love Nick. I, yeah. I, I, I really do. I still can't believe Philadelphia gave him a four-year deal, but well, yeah, that's, that's like when I played with Brendan Prost and then the Montreal Canadiens gave him a four-year deal and two and a half million per year. Mm-hmm. You're like, uh, I I totally get that Prosty's got a, a, a good impact in the game. He kills penalties, mm-hmm. plays your bottom two pairs, will maybe produce a little bit, got some toughness, but two and a half a year for four years for Brendan Prost when the Montreal Canadiens gave him that, it's yeah. kind of the same thing with Philly, given Deloria the contract that he got. I mean, four years... 
at uh, at 1.75. That's what mm-hmm. he got. That's that's a little over. But Philly was where they are, and and I still think they'll be better this year. But we'll see how it goes. Anyway, that breaking news was Zach Cassian being on a professional tryout with Anaheim. You want to shift need, to? Uh, we, we needed to bring that up. We did. Do you want to shift to uh, teams of the day now? Yes, absolutely. Teams. We start, of start with the, the garbage. Day. Is garbage getting picked up no, early no. or late in the show? Alphabetically uh, oriented are we, and okay. so I can only imagine how you're hanging on what the next two shows are likely to be focused on. Um, Tampa is, Buffalo is 58, 45, and 10 all time against the Lightning. Uh, Six above 500 at home, seven above 500 on the road, and three, three, and one the last three seasons. Now, one of those seasons, they didn't see them because of COVID. Um, But this is relevant because the Lightning have still been good, and Buffalo is finding a way to get even with them after the previous seven years where they won six and lost 23. So this, these are steps. These are encouraging signs. And I think we saw that this year against the lightning, you know, with a couple of wins that Buffalo had the one that slipped away on home ice, but they still got a single point. Like these are the matchups that we constantly talk about that. If you're going to get better, it's got to happen within your division, within your conference and and against absolute star power which the lightning still possess yeah and you, you need to play well against the teams that are, are above you and i do believe that when you look at the sabers and and tampa tampa is going to start taking steps back now where the sabers are taking steps forward and still the record of uh, over the last few years as you pointed out has not been bad somehow the sabers could never buy, beat brian elliott so that was the thing like you can never play well against brian elliott but they did okay against vasilevsky that Ilya labushkin goal last year was against vasilevsky we're showing here you know highlights of a game down in tampa thompson's goal on a two-on-one that was vasilevsky so um, yeah, they've they've responded well when Tampa played them hard. When Tampa would put their backup goaltender in Brian Elliott, it felt like Sabres were going to lose, and that's yeah. been the last few years here. Well, they've also lost most of the times, like 96% of the time against Vasilevsky as well. So well, this yeah. <laughs> year was a step, in, and I'm not kidding. Like, I mean, his career record is among the greatest one-offs against a team that there is among active NHL goalies. But yeah. that was a Tage hat trick. That was part of the Labushkin game. That's also relevant here we talk so much about thompson tage has been very good against the lightning in his career mm-hmm. seven goals 12 points 10 games these are the initial steps of stardom when you are able to measure up against teams of elite caliber so th- this is and you know even you think historically from buffalo's standpoint like and this won't surprise you but when i went diving into career numbers versus the lightning like the guy that stood out in my mind, and then it was fact, was Thomas Vanek. Van scored yeah. almost every game against. He had 24 in 33 games. He's got yeah. the most points against the Lightning, and he had seven game winners. Like, he was so clutch against Tampa, but it's a different era. Now we look at Tage Thompson, and we just think, okay, he's the leader of this group. And you look, and ironically enough, it was just a year ago at this time, a day, was it a year ago? Yesterday, yeah, that yep. he signed his deal, that we were sitting here thinking like this is the absolute perfect decision for the organization to hitch yes. their ride to this guy. And um, and so I, I love that about just how they're constructed now to try to win these head-to-head battles. And I think it's going to be really fun watching I remember John, John playing... Cooper and Don Granado here playing the, the chess games every night. Absolutely. Two coaches that I've had you know, different paths to uh, where they are. John Cooper was, 
a lawyer and then started coaching a little bit and then high school and moved on, right? And Don Granado has been in a hockey family forever. But I remember playing Tampa, you know, back in the days in, in, in the early 2000s where scoring was not, you know, as high as it is now. And I remember very high scoring games, like some good games at playing Tampa Bay. And mm -hmm. they had John Graham in that. They had Nikolai Habibullin in that. They had a bunch of other goalies in that. But, you know, if you think of Tampa and you think of goals that were scored by Buffalo Sabres against Tampa Bay and obviously revisiting all the RJ calls the last little bit here, mm -hmm. the Maximoff and the goal against Tampa Bay, that was <laughs> I mean, he turned himself into a corkscrew and like No, that was Tim Connolly. But oh, that's Tim Connolly, which well, he this, still turned himself this was, into a corkscrew. This was roll the highlight film. Roll the highlight film? Okay. Well, when I watch it, I'm thinking to myself, how did Max Finneganov get himself through with the puck, through his leg, to the forehand to be able to beat John Graham as Danny Boyle is looking at the puck, like puck fixing, uh, puck oh, looking, it, it, and then Vinny in his Lecani defense, he went off in. his skate. So if the Boyle so, had the right idea. He just didn't execute it well. <laughs> take the body. How about that, Danny Boyle? Take the body. But it worked out in our favor because, uh, you know, Max scored one of the most beautiful goal I've seen at the time, like agile in front of the net with, uh, you know, spinning on his edges. Unbelievable. And believe it or not, he only scored six times in 30 career games against the Lightning, but nothing will be more memorable than that one for a Finneganoff against the Bolts. <laughs> Here's your quick trivia. And these are one-game sample sizes, okay. but they still stand as the highest points per game in Sabres history against the Lightning. Who are the two defensemen from the last 12 years, maybe even less than that, but let's say 10 years, two defensemen, two nondescript defensemen who each had two points in their only ever game against the Lightning with Buffalo? Oh, boy. Uh, Mark Pissick. Oh, very close. Robert Hag. <laughs> Oh, Robert Hag. Okay. Robbie um, Hag. Yeah. Robbie Hag. And then I am going to say, uh, oh, Jacob great Bryson. Skater. Great skater. Oh, not, I mean, Bryson's a great skater, but he obviously would have played Tampa more than once also. Okay. So, so great. Brendan skater. Gooley. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, your career mark was 6 4 and 2 against the Lightning while you played with the Sabres. Hashik okay. was 15 6 and 2. Miller was 19 and 9. Andre Trefilov was the only one to be perfect with more than a game played against the Lightning. He was 2-0. and And I don't know what happened to Linus Allmark, but there are very few blemishes on his card. We've talked about that a lot. He was 0-5 as a Sabre against the Could Lightning. Beat but, them. Of, but, of course, has quickly turned it around with Boston. He's 4-1 and against the Lightning ever since. So, um, Well, he played at a tough time where the Sabres just couldn't beat the Lightning for a little bit. But I'll well, tell you he, this. He might not have helped because his goals against was 4.5. So... <laughs> Well, there's sometimes you, uh, it's like the water, right? Uh, some building, the water tastes fine. And some building, the water <laughs> tastes bad. I, I like playing in Tampa. The only yeah. thing with Tampa is that it was very humid. And then they had to crank up the AC. At mm -hmm. times, your equipment didn't feel the same. So you had to, on the old goalie leather straps. And goalies nowadays don't understand that because they got Velcros everywhere. But you used to mark your holes, right? So you would have the leather straps going to the the buckle and the pin would go into a hole to make sure that that's where you liked your pad. So you would mark them or you'd count them. I'm five holes from the top. You went to Tampa. You always had to tighten your pads up one more holes because the pads would get loose because it was too humid and it was, it felt weird, uh, but I liked playing there um, so much so that I felt pretty tough in Tampa Bay. And if you go back to February 23rd of 2003, we won a game in Tampa four to one. 
And at one point in the game, uh, John Graham, who was really tough, decided to go out in the corner and then everybody got after it. And they're all getting around John Graham's net and they're all pushing and shoving. So I decided to skate down from my crease thinking I'm going to fight John Graham. I grabbed him by the pants, the suspenders, and I pulled and his suspenders broke. And then I'm trying to pull him even more, right? Like you can see it on Masjid right there. I'm trying to pull him. His suspenders broke. I'm trying to grab him. Get out of there. Then Corey Sarich, my buddy Corey Sarich, grabbed me and Chris Gratton. He's got us all by one hand. And he goes, Marty, stay over here. This guy's crazy. He's going to kill you. And I'm like... Okay, thank you, Corey. Yeah, I think I'm just going to stay with you. I'm, I'm fine. But John Graham was tough. Don't get me. He was so tough. But I thought I was going to get him out of the pile and just start feeding him right. Um, his suspenders broke. And then Corey Serge grabbed me and was like, uh, stay over here. Oh, my gosh. That's a crazy story. Graham, yeah. wh- Graham, well, Graham was the unfortunate victim of the John Tortorella rant that one time. Yeah. <laughs> right? It wasn't just John Graham. It was Nikolai Habibullin. They were going through a tough time. And he yeah. goes, I can't put a goalie in net that's given me more than 75%. And he goes, what's 75%? Four shots, one goal. That's 75% save percentage. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, this but is... it was great. It was Verada obviously got into with uh, John Graham. Uh, and Graham almost swung a stick at him, but it was it was a fun time skating all the way down the ice to uh, almost get killed. Uh, that's a fun time. Man, oh man, I'm just looking at uh, something here, which is kind of relevant to the discussion. <laughs> Do you remember? Um, well, you won't remember this, but the most saves by a saber netminder versus Tampa, forty five by michael neuvert oh yeah okay but he lost <laughs> of course he lost lost two to one. Oh no and that was in january of 2015 and mm-hmm. he would then be traded not long after um and i'm thinking that he was in tampa if memory serves like we the sabers were in tampa when he got traded but um he was just an interesting character. And obviously it was during a time where you were sitting there, you know, I mean, it, Neuber would get on, go onto the Islands. That was the uh, Johnson trade that we talked about uh, a little a while Chad ago. Johnson the Chad Johnson trade. Back, yeah. the, the most I saves by, sorry, the oh, most saves no, by no. a Sabre netminder in an actual win against the Lightning um, was, again, a trade we referenced. <laughs> it was a week after Ryan Miller got traded to St. Louis. Jonas Enroth stopped 43 yeah. of 44 in a win over Tampa three to one, but this um, was a good goalie. And he had definitely played a yeah. little bit more when Millsy got traded and, and then had a, you know, ended up playing in Europe and all of that. Um, I remember a game and I want to tell people, this is like, sometimes hockey can be scary. It's fun. Let me tell you, hockey is fun. There's a lot of highlight real goals, Maxima Finneganov, me trying to fight John Graham. It's fun. But a game in Tampa that I remember like it was yesterday was on March 17, 2002. It's a two, two tie. But Stu Barnes' first shift of the game, he mm. went behind the Tampa net and he got the puck and he's facing the glass. And Jason Cullimore came in and just absolutely hammered him from behind. Stu's head went into the dasher. He was unconscious on the ice at that moment. So trainers get on the ice, everything. Stu finally gains consciousness and they remove him from the ice. It's the first period, the start of the first period. Stu ended up going to the hospital, right? Because mm-hmm. he got to get checked out. CAT scan, everything. He's getting checked out. The game ends, 2-2 tie. 
we're waiting by the bus for Stu Barnes to come back from the hospital. He's been cleared. He can fly back with us. He's got a gash on his forehead. He's got like 20 stitches. Like it's like, it's pretty scary. Mm -hmm. He comes back and we're like, Stewie, how are you doing? He goes, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. How's your head? Head's fine. Okay. How's your forehead? How many stitches you get? He's touching his forehead. I got stitches. And we're like, oh, yeah, boy. he got like 25 stitches. He goes, I got to call Julie. Julie was his wife, right? So Julie Stu calls Julie Barnes. Hey, Julie. Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I got 20 stitches. I'm all set. Uh, doctor says I'll be fine. Okay. That sounds good. Hangs up, gets on the bus. Rhett Warner comes in and he goes, Suey, how's your head? That's fine. Why? Oh, how's your stitches? I got stitches. Like, yeah, you got 25 stitches. I, I got to call Julie. Grabs the phone, oh, calls Julie again. No. Julie, I'm fine. Now, by that point, she's freaked out. Like, he's called her three or four times to tell her he's fine. So, Rhett Warner gets on the phone. Don't worry, Julie. We'll, we'll be fine. But I remember that, like, scary, scary that this guy couldn't remember five minutes ago. Couldn't remember 10 minutes ago. Like, that's how hard he got hit and how it can affect wow. a professional athlete or a hockey player in those moments. No, oh, it's unbelievable. The, you know, the price that you guys pay and, um, I mean, athletes in general. And it just gets so overlooked in the in the course of professional sports. But uh, amazing. Stu would just, you know, he's such a – it's been great reliving all these RJ calls yes. and um, those classic games continue tonight on MSG. And of course, we're really about to flip the calendar here to September when everything ramps up. We'll have prospects challenge in the middle of the month. We'll have fan fest. And of course we want to see you opening night and throughout the year at key bank center. So we of course remind you that we have 11 game plans right now. These are the quarter season plans that you can find at sabers.com slash tickets. You could, Go with the weekday plan, the weekend plan, all-star plan, and on top of it, enjoy significant savings from box office pricing and priority for playoff tickets. So once again, sabers.com slash tickets for more. A tip of the cap to Craig Anderson amidst the Sabres winning ways against the Leafs. It's all next in our teams <laughs> of the day here on Sabres Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back with more of Sabres Live 
Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Remembering RJ through RJ Sabres Classics on MSG all the way through September 8th, including a couple more tonight, beginning at 7 with Game 4 versus Ottawa in 99, followed by Curtis Brown, Marty, and his game winner against Byron Defoe and the Bruins, which, of course, would set the stage in a Game 6 win to then face Toronto for the first and still only time in their histories against one another. Yeah, I got called up in that Toronto series for game one and two because uh, Dom wasn't playing those two games. Dwayne Rollison actually played one game one, lost game two. I was home for game three. And when we rewatched Sabres Classic in the uh, month of March of 2020 in April, mm-hmm. um, you could see me doing a very nice interview, Zamboni side, like in game three, I believe. And uh, I think I said, oh, I was ready to play. If Lindy and the coaching staff needed me to play, I was ready to play. I uh, Just go back to the minors, kid. Like, go back to Rochester. Go try to win a Calder Cup there. But uh, it was it was a it was a great series. 99 playoffs. Uh, Buffalo, the buzz around the building. Obviously, going all the way to the Cup Finals against Dallas. But that series against Toronto was definitely electric. It certainly was. And uh, ultimately, we are now talking about the Leafs in our teams of the day and the fact that, you know, between the Lightning, which we talked about in the first half hour and the Leafs, just the one playoff series all time between these two and Buffalo emerged victorious in 1999. And historically speaking, 121 wins, 76 losses and 28 overtime or tie decisions. The Sabres are 73, 31, and 9 all-time at home versus the Leafs. Now, I think what's remarkable about this, and obviously it started day one, first ever meeting between the Leafs and Sabres, day one meaning Punch M. Lack organizing the franchise, pulling it together after his extended greatness in Toronto, beating the Leafs the first time, and there was always that, rivalry but then the rivalry dissipated because they weren't in the same conference didn't see each other very much but even amidst the last 12 years marty i would say which obviously have not seen any playoff seasons for the sabers i think it's pretty remarkable that buffalo's gone 22 19 and 6 over the last 12 years in regular season play against toronto like they always find a way except for one season where they were swept in recent memory, and that was the only time it ever happened. Well, But they've been ultra-competitive, even since, if you want to make it even more specific, like when the Leafs got Austin Matthews, right? Yep. Like they've been expected to win since Matthews came along. Well, the Sabres are 10, 12, and 2 in those years since Matthews came, and we know that the Sabres have not been a playoff team. But they've the rivalry is such that it almost – it's – it's a coin flip every time, which makes it all the more exciting. I'm loving how Rasmus Dahlin is getting under the skin of Austin Matthews in these days. When we go back to the Heritage Classic, right? Matthews got suspended for the cross check. And then there was Dylan Cousins who, you know, hit Matthews. And then Bunting, Bunting and came the after it, yeah. him. And, and it, it led to a great meme of Cousins by the glass, like celebrating outside the rink. So that, but but I love that. Those are what rivalries should be like. Where good physical play, some, you know, in, emotions and intensity that... Uh, that raise right up. Um, and look, you talk about the success that the Sabres have had against the Leafs in Buffalo. 
Um, I, I take it from the people that experienced it from the other side. Glenn Healy, backup goaltender extraordinaire. Well, he was kind of like me. He played a little bit as a starter, but backed up a lot. Uh, he was just in town Monday with the NHL Alumni Association. And he's like, oh, I like the ride this morning a lot better than I did uh, when I played that QEW massacre. Every time we came down to Buffalo, we got killed and went back. And I and he mentioned New Year's Day, how they would always or come often around New Year's or New Year's Day to Buffalo. Well, one of my very first New Year's Day experience with the Sabres was at the turn of the millennium. January 1st, 2000, 2000 as we celebrated bye-bye to the 90s and into the 2000s, uh, the Leafs came in and we crushed them 8-1. to one. And I remember at the beginning of the game, Miroslav Satan's wife, Ingrid, was an opera singer in Slovakia. And she would sing the anthem once in a while. Well, it's New Year's Day on the new millennium. So they put her at center ice in this ball gown, like red ball gown. And she's singing the national anthem opera style. And on the Jumbotron, which I never looked that way, because if you've been to Sabres game, the home goaltender always has to face towards the uh, the end zone because the flags are there, right? Remember Ryan Miller always having his back turned basically to everybody? So, but the national anthem is going... The, the 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 lights are dark, like they, there's no lights. And all I could see in the glass is the reflection from the Jumbotron. And they're showing the fireworks from around the world. Because, you know, the day before, if you followed the transition to the new millennium, they got fireworks from Australia to Japan to China to Europe. And then it moved on to us, right? So they did a compilation of fireworks from around the world and Ingrid Shatan singing the anthem. I had the goosebumps right through my equipment and we went out and kicked the living crap out of the Leafs 8-1 that day, which was awesome. Well, I dare say RJ was um, in opera mode back on uh, March 19th of 1981. This was probably the most memorable game I can recall as a kid listening at home on radio. Yeah. 14 to four, the Sabres defeated the Maple Leafs on home ice. And poor RJ did not have much of a voice by the end of it. Like <laughs> it, it was absolutely crazy sitting there listening to the excitement. That was the, you know, the record nine goal second period and yeah. all that. And, and there've been some big ones over the years, 14, four, 11, three, nine, three, nine, seven, eight, two, eight, three, eight, four. And of course the eight, one game that you mentioned in 2000. And it's just, well, I won't say it, that we lost six two two days later in Toronto, but that's yeah, okay. But that's okay. There, there, <laughs> there've definitely been a few moments like that, but one name really stood out today when I was diving into the numbers, which speaks to your profession and it speaks directly to what Ryan Miller told us during his banner yes. raising. And that was, there's nothing better than waking up the next day after you've beaten the Maple Leafs. Mm -hmm. And Craig Anderson deserves a tip of the cap, if not an honorary mention. Maybe he needs a small banner like you in the rafters, like okay. we came up with last year. <laughs> Four and oh, Craig Anderson as a Buffalo Sabre, ladies and gentlemen. Four and oh, 1.88. Nine, three, and five. Put them in the Sabres Hall of Fame right now. I will carry the mail on this message and make sure that Craig gets his rightful place in this organization's history. Well, what a the Sabres job are by playing. Him. Sabres have three games against the Leaves this year. 
I think that we will sign Craig Anderson to play in all three of these games. Three one day contracts. Three one day contracts. <laughs> Come on, get ready. Just take shots the week before because we know Craig Anderson didn't practice much anyway. Not yep. gonna matter. Just show up. He's got their numbers from the time he was with the Ottawa Senators and obviously with the Buffalo Sabres. It continued. He was awesome. How about this though? The most unique stat you can come across when it comes to goaltenders and playing the Leafs is a goalie goal. And I was so frustrated that it didn't happen to me. I've told the story a million times, but Mika Noronen mm -hmm. scored a goal against the Toronto Maple Leafs. It was a game where I started and got pulled and it is 5-4 for us late in the stages of the game. And Noronen made a save. And I believe it was Michael Reinberg that got the puck and shot it all, went to pass it to the point, and he passed it all the way into the net. And Miko Noronen got credited with the goal. And I think I'm it was on the Robert Reichel. Oh, Robert Reichel. That wasn't Reinberg. Right, Robert Reichel. Thank you for correcting me. I'll get you next time when you say Thursday is Wednesday and Wednesday is Thursday, but I forgot about that. But anyway, Robert Reichel passes it up front. So I'm celebrating. Yes, I'm not getting the loss because we won. I got pulled. But Damn it, I wanted to be the guy to score a goal. I don't care how it happened. I just want my name to have a G and a one next to it. But it was Mika Noren that got a goal in Toronto. Where do you think I was working then? You were working for Leafs TV. Yes, I was. And <laughs> that's it, why you remember Robert Reichel. And, and what common thing was happening then? What what commonality between then and now? when it comes to post-game internet and oh, what we no. still struggle. What do you think was challenging to know when we were doing our post-game show on Leafs TV? Well, the scorecard and knowing the NHL real-time stats, yes. misidentifying, not clarifying, being indecisive about <laughs> who actually scored the goal. And it was yes. like, just Get it right, please. Is it Mika Norin? No, it's given to Henrik Talinder. They gave the goal to so-and-so. And, -so. and just, usually you find out uh, after your post-game show is over that, uh, oh, yeah, it's been credited to the goalie. And you could have done a half an hour on that alone, but you, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrific memory, though. And obviously, Mika Norin is the only, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but he is, to my knowledge, the only Sabres netminder to score against the Maple Leafs. Um, Perot, Pominville, Martin, Vanek, Gare, Robert. They did their damage against the Maple Leafs over the years. Um, 14 hat tricks over the years from 11 different players, wow. but nobody quite like Ryan Miller. You know, 10, there have been 10, only 10 shutouts of the Leafs in the head to head history okay. by six different goalies, but Miller had four of them. Miller had did, four of the did 10. Did I have like, one? You did. Yep. Okay. You good. Had one. good. I'm, yeah. I'm happy to say that I had but one. But did you notice, like, this I is, didn't. I don't I, remember the a, game, but I had one. This is a fan. This is a legitimate fan um, question. Okay. When and I'm sure you get it all the time, like golf tournaments, public events, and you know, did you have? Did you feel better in certain arenas? Did you uh, oh, play better against certain opponents? Did you notice things like this in your teammates with certain matchups? So, as someone who was very close to Ryan. Was there anything different about him on game days against the Maple Leafs that was that was that you could somehow notice? 
No, I don't think it was just Ryan. I think it was a whole team aspect. Like I could tell you when we were playing the Leafs, it felt mm-hmm. different. Felt yeah. different in Toronto. It felt different in Buffalo. It always felt different. Uh, if Minnesota was in town or if we played in Minnesota, it didn't feel the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. I, and for certain, certain people, I know when we played Detroit and Milsey was playing, he was on edge. He was really on edge. He was intense. He was on edge. It happens. But when it was Toronto, it was the whole team. The whole team was. And look, I started playing Toronto when it was robbery Taidomi. Like yeah. that was the time when I started. Like you, you could tell there was something about to happen when it was robbery Taidomi. Mm-hmm. And that I remember Brian Campbell one time going back for a puck and Taidomi was coming down, breathing down his neck. And Soupy bailed out and Lindy laid into Soupy for bailing out. And I'm like, you know what? I would have done the same thing, Soupy. Don't, don't, don't be, uh, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. Like Taidomi's come in a hundred miles an hour to hit you. Mm-hmm. He bailed out and Lindy was mad, but that's what, that's the errors and the intensity that those games brought. Remember the whole John Scott, Phil Kessel preseason oh, shenanigans. Ryan Miller, with- Jonathan Bernier fight. Oh my gosh, we had the um, Dion Phaneuf, Steve Ott kiss blowing moment. Like, oh, yeah. it, like there's so much of because Phaneuf tried to knee Brendan Gooley, and then that sparked a whole thing. And it just there, it doesn't really matter what era, what collection of players are suited up. You're right. Like, there's always something that becomes a thing for a year or two. You know, and obviously it was Jack and Austin. Yeah. For the first few years, like every game was like, oh my gosh, like look at them trying to outdo each other. Yeah. That was exciting. It was absolutely entertaining with well, the what skill I love that these guys about... have and the showmanship, right? Oh. The showmanship because the... their celebrations, they're banging on the glass in their respective arenas. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It was really cool. But what I like most now is it's not one guy against one guy when it comes to the Sabres and the yeah. Leafs. It's not Eichel versus Matthews. It's Thompson and and cousins and Darlene and it's going to be power right even more and more so because he's from over there Mm -hmm. and he will play a big role and those guys now they go against Matthews and Marner and 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 Nylander and there's it's not one against one anymore and to me that is the beauty of what this rivalry is becoming um three games against the Leafs this year Unfortunately, we only get to do one of them because two of them are national TV duffer, but still. I'm sorry. Uh, fortunately. Well, no, unfortunately. For, fortunately. For you, you hate the Leafs. I want yeah. the fans because the fans turned on to those Leafs games more than any other teams because no, they, they love don't. it. They do. They do. And I want us to be able to bring the joy and uh, everything that comes with it. Not ESPN, Hulu, or TNT. I want us to bring the joy. Fortunately, only one out of the three, but I know you're happy about that. I am so happy. You have no you idea. Have to, you don't have to do research on the leaves all that much. <laughs> we barely had any last year. Yeah, you're right. Oh, you're long right. may this trend continue. <laughs> well, if they do meet in the playoffs at some point. Uh, well, it would only be, be first no round that we could do it. Oh, uh, we're going to be I've... doing playoff recaps at, at any moment on this show. We're going to be diving into the leaves. Yeah. Um, by the way. You know, for all of Miller's greatness against Toronto, he, of course, as you would expect, holds the mark for most saves in a game versus Toronto. He stopped 48 of 50 one night in a 3-2 win. Of course, that was during his Vesna Trophy winning season. Man, it's hard to find poor games for Ryan that year. It was remarkable how he just kept knocking off milestones. And, yes. like, he was so 
ridiculously consistent that year and kind of jumped off the page when I was looking back in the history books on that today. But uh, your career mark against the Maple Leafs was eight, eight and two. Does that feel about right? Feels about right. I had some yeah. great games. And then, like I said, we, we, we went eight, one, one day we mm-hmm. go into Toronto, lose six, two to next. I got yeah. pulled in the game. Probably could have been eight, nine and two, because that game that I got pulled when Oren scored, we should have lost, but we came back and Mika got the win. So um, I, I had average, average games against the Leafs, really good ones or average to bad ones. Miller was 31, 15 and three, Donnie Edwards, 16, six and four, Jerry Desjardins, seven, two and oh, among the wow. best net mining performances the Sabres have had career-wise against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That'll wrap up our T for teams of the day. We're back with, uh, what are we coming back? This Maybe a little this or that. Yeah. We're ta- are we talking baseball and lacrosse? That's how we're dressed today. And... What else do you want to get oh, into? The Leafs won seven, not, not the Leafs, the, the the Leafs. Okay, let's move on from the Leafs. I was going to say, the, happy to say the Leafs won. The Blue Jays won seven, nothing yesterday. Happy yes, to say that. Yes, and a banner for Banditland debuted on YouTube. So yes. that may be why we are wearing what we're wearing today. But we are giving you a little uh, reminder now that uh, $10, all you need to get into a game for the Prospects Challenge, which yes. is coming up real quick here. The 2023 Challenge over at Lecom Harbor Center has Buffalo, Boston, Montreal, New Jersey, Ottawa, and Pittsburgh involved. And it's all part of FanFest weekend, which is on September the 16th in Alumni Plaza. So check that out, sabers.com slash prospects, this or that, coming up on Sabres Live. Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Earlier in the show, we wished uh, Matt Ellis, Sabres assistant coach, a happy birthday. And we have supporting video evidence now of his greatness in blue and gold. And Marty, you were surprised that when I brought up the notion of his best goal as a Sabre, I immediately gravitated to the date of January 25th, 2014. Uh, That was in Columbus. It was dubbed the power backhander. He scored on a backhand shot from just inside the blue line. And I know that if Matt is listening and watching right now, he's getting a laugh over this because we collectively were so impressed and always will be by his power backhander. Hardest backhand ever recorded in the NHL with uh, stats track. It was 77 miles an hour. I don't know. It's just my, uh, my amateur uh, video, uh, <laughs> evidence here but it was from way up high in the zone and it was a power back end that went top cheddar so good on you matt ellis to keep showing the kids how to use the back end well speaking of kids i think it's very kid friendly dis or dat with saber images being posted on social media take us through dis or dat who's got the best look going on right now as far as summertime picks cousins okay. thompson skinner this, that, or the other thing. So we do have Dylan Cousins here on MSG. He's basically in a grotto with his family in a cave. Tage Thompson dressed as a cowboy with his kid. Uh, and Jeff Skinner with a couple of good fish. Uh, it looks like they're out uh, deep sea fishing. Uh, I'm going to give Tage Thompson the nod on these three summertime pictures. Like, it's so funny. Tage has got the cowboy hat on. His little guy's got the cowboy hat riding this little horsey-like thing that he pushes around. So um, Tage Thompson. Good dad, good picture, cowboy, you win. The fish is almost bigger than Skinner, though. That's, That's the because al- he put it right close to the camera. <laughs> That's the trick. It is a trick. Like, look uh, at my hand on, 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 on Sabres Live right now. It's huge. Bye. <laughs>
<laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.